heroin. Yep, the subplot of this movie revolves around heroin. Jamie? Yes. Let's go watch Three Men and a Baby. Everybody and welcome to the third episode of Good Times Great Movies. I am one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge, and with me from the country music capital of the world. Yes, right? is that yes, fair to say? Yeah, Nashville, no, that's Tennessee. What we're known for out here. Sure, sure. It's Jamie Lorello. I assume. Do you have to either enjoy country music to live there, or pretend? To enjoy, can you come right out and say I don't like this, I or are you, you ostracized can. from society? No, I I think you can. I think that that that's the beautiful thing about Nashville. But I think you have to be prepared for a lot of country music <laughs> okay. everywhere you go. It's you a free music say, state, but there's one. Did you think? I thought you were going to say a lot of pushback. <laughs> a lot of pushback. You could like what you like, but people will hate you for it. No. Wow, very nice. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so um, good evening. Okay, well, uh, this is our third our third episode. You know, Jamie, they said it wouldn't last. They said we couldn't make it, and here we are, three <laughs> episodes in. Trace episodes, yes, That's yes, right. look at this. I, I assume most podcasts do that in a week. It's taken us six <laughs> weeks, but still, it's three episodes, and we should be proud of that. I'm patting myself on the back. I, I assume three times. when we get to five, we should just retire. Just, that's it. <laughs> the end. We've gone as far as we can. Yeah, I think there's definitely a vacation in Maui planned for the success of the five. Yes, agreed. Um, and then, you know, we'll do a reunion tour and it'll be good. <laughs> Wait <laughs> at least time. three months. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, so uh, this movie this week, our, our third movie, uh, this Sunday is Father's Day. Yes. Happy Father's Day, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. To you, your father of, of three little ladies. Three three little ladies. You've got your own little. These guys can't handle one, and I have to deal <laughs> yes. with three on a daily basis. I thought about that. I thought about that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. I'll, I'll try not to shame these men too much, but yeah. I think we'll get into... I don't know, the perceived caring for a child I think, as opposed yes. to what it's oh, actually yes. like. Well, how quickly they learn. How quickly they, uh, learn. they do. They do. They, Again, I, I don't know how you... long this movie – three movies and none of them seem to tell you how long – like the time frame for these films – I don't know oh. how long they have this baby. <laughs> I really don't. Okay, we'll, we'll get into well, that. Well, it becomes a but, lifetime, really. It just, <laughs> they love it, her so much. It but. does. <laughs> but I thought, I thought something fun, uh, because it is Father's Day, Yes, would be to talk about our fathers, just for a little bit, just to yeah, give I don't the, have three of them. I well, only have one. I know. <laughs> Traditionally. Are you yeah. sure? <laughs> Traditionally. Yeah, you come from that traditional household where there's yeah. one father. <laughs> right. Right. Not three. Right. All right. Anyway. Go ahead. So do Go you ahead. have so, anything, any, I guess, movie-related anecdotes, stories, like anything that you'd like to 
oh. share with people when shouldn't comes, be anything too horrible. <laughs> no, no. When it comes to my dad, I mean, my dad is a big old Italian New Yorker guy. Wait a so second. I, Your dad's Italian? <laughs> Hold on. Now, I have met your father, and I would have no clue that he was Italian. But go on. That's a shocking revelation. Very, very funny. Very funny. So, yes, big, large Italian. I'm describing for the audience, if you will. Oh, okay. Um, Yes. This isn't just the conversation between the two of us every two weeks. Um, So, anyway, my dad's favorite movies are um, we watched The Godfather, all three parts. Every Christmas, and uh, definitely any like mobster related movie, you could know that he it was like a family tradition to watch these. And then on his own, my father was a big fan of westerns, he loves to watch a western. And I have to tell you, that's a whole genre in itself that is podcast worthy, which I'm sure it already is. I mean, I'm not anyway, so yeah. I mean, does he watch um, the old like will he watch any western? Yes. Is it? Is it old? Is it new? Is it like John he, Wayne or is it just Yes, anything? no, he loves the John Wayne okay. and anything even like – some of them are really good. If there are horses some of them are, and sand, he's involved. He's involved. He's involved. He wants to be there. He is in his recliner with his his own holster packed, I guess you could say, ready to saddle up. Now, what about your dad? Your dad is – well, one good thing about my dad and one interesting thing about my dad in movies is he has this weird, like, skill of being able to recognize, like, gigantic plot twists way ah. before you're supposed to, way before anybody else. And he's accurate. Yes. Ah. and it, But sometimes it's to the point. Where he thinks that everybody should know this. Like, case in point, <laughs> the only good story I have is back in 1999, I think, uh, he and my mom went to go see The Sixth Sense. Okay, okay. Which has the huge plot twist at the end. Sure. And about a half hour into the movie, he leans over to my mom and goes, so Bruce Willis is dead, right? <laughs> oh, no. Thinking that he was just catching up yeah, to where yeah, everybody yeah. else was. And of course, you know, my Your mom's poor a mom. Upset yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so well, that's that. But um, he's a super yeah. sleuth, I tell you. Yeah, he'd be like a detective that like stumbles upon solving the crime. He's the Columbo not really of movie plots or something. <laughs> that's right. All he needs is a weird eye that looks in a different direction, <laughs> and he has to mumble uh, just one more thing. I, I don't know. I can't do a Columbo. Your eye Colum- was you were a Columbo bio. I guess in this case, he could give the dead giveaway away like they get to keep the baby, you know. (laughs) That's right. What a shocker at the end of this movie. (laughs) All right. So anyway, um, you're going to sort of try and keep us on track here. You're going to take us through this movie. Uh, The movie is Three Men and a Baby, if we haven't mentioned that. It's from 1987, directed by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. I was surprised at that, and but then I guess not. This seems like something that I would assume is common knowledge, and I feel like there are people listening to this. They're like, yes, of course it was directed by him, you idiots, but I didn't know that. I turned to my husband, and I was like, Len, anymore? He's like, yes, like as if it was common knowledge, and I was like, I didn't, first of all, I just, call me dumb, but I just didn't realize that, I don't know, I would have never put... Leonard Nimoy involved in this. These three bachelors are enough. And then to know that they're directed by Spock. I mean, I don't even know what to do with that. 
I didn't even know. Well, with once the credits rolled, I was like, I don't already have mixed feelings about this movie just based on the credits. I know. I um, can't wait to get to the end, <laughs> to our final judgment segment, because <laughs> I still don't know if I liked it or not. I'm recording this, having watched this movie a week ago, and I still don't know whether I liked it or not. You're so on I'm, the fence, whether thumbs up or thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, go ahead. Let's just okay. let's get into this. So, go. I, I mean, I don't think we're leaving this much imagination. This is light fare, so I think yeah, we can yeah. get through this pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could devour this right up there. I mean, okay, so we've got our three men and a baby. Our three men being the actors Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. Um, the most charming of which I'd have to say is Tom Selleck and that mustache all the way. And he's the only one that really cares about that baby, if you want to ask me. <sighs> I don't know. I find real love between the two of them, but I'll talk about that as we... He's the first (laughs) to care about the baby, clearly. His care is real. But not the only one. Not the only one. Just as real as that mustache on his face. (laughs) That's right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So these three are a bunch of bachelors that live, I believe, in New York in a very luxurious um, apartment with beautiful... Well, I don't know if they're beautiful. um, Mm. With interesting murals painted on their wall by the artist... um, Steve Gutenberg, who uh, I think his character, oh, Michael. I think his character's name is Michael. Um, I was going to say, I'd assume that Steve Gutenberg would refer to himself as an artist <laughs> if he was asked. Yes. Can we let's let's not get let's not get too far ahead because oh, right. can we just talk about the opening title sequence and oh. the fact that it's sped up for no reason? I don't understand. Why is it sped up? Why? And that's not the only fast-paced montage (laughs) in this movie. The montages in this movie are amazing. Well, it's sped up, I guess, to show him start the mural and, I guess, finish the mural. Yes. Right? I guess that's the whole point of that. Exactly. Exactly. But also you see the revolving door of women traipsing in and out of their apartment. These men are just a bunch of male sluts is what they are. They are just, and the women just fall for them and they fall for them any place and anywhere. And I went back, I went back and counted eight women. I know that sounds terrible (laughs) to actually go back and count, but yeah, I did. (laughs) And there was countless others, as you know, it's, it's clear that these guys, um, you know, they're living the bachelor life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Yeah. As viewers, we need that, to be made quite yes, clear. Yes, we need to, to know us. exactly, right, how bachelor how bachelor these bachelors are. And we yes. get a very and clear we need to know immediately <laughs> they are not homosexual. No, no. no there's only women flooding if there this was apartment. Any doubt in your mind yes. when their names came up on screen, <laughs> we immediately see women in and, and out. And these of women these literally swoon for them. Yes. No, no confusion at all. Even though they toast the ending or the completion of the mural with champagne, yes, yes. just the three of them, they yeah, of clearly course, of course. love women. Absolutely. Um, even Tom Selleck, who has a girlfriend, right? She, he's got a girlfriend, but they see other people and we meet them all. I think it opens at the at the party at Tom Selleck's, um, or I, I guess he is um, Peter at I think we can refer to these people by their characters' names. Okay. I mean, I don't mind calling them Tom Selleck, but true. we only have to keep track of No, this characters. is true. This, this is, is true. insane almost fine. So we've got so. Peter, Michael, and Jack, Ted Danson, the actor in in the group. Okay. Oh, and uh, I guess we should know Peter is an architect. So those are the three professions. That's why they can afford this um, what seems like gigantic apartment and extravagant parties and 
a lot of women <laughs> and wine. I'm still unsure yeah. of the layout. <laughs> There's an elevator of that just for them into their vestibule of vestibule. Yeah, he gets water for a guy once and sort of has to <laughs> leave and circle around this sort of conservatory. Yeah, I don't know. It's like an and their kitchen or yeah, their kitchen I, kind of looks like a like um like an outdoor garden or something. Like it looks like a little greenhouse by yes. the sink. You're, you're yeah, it's you're like not weird, quite right. Yeah, yes. it's, it's surrounded in glass. Yeah. And and they have a penthouse apartment. I mean, the, the oh, elevator that's what comes I'm saying. up it's, it's their apartment. They're, they're in a luxury apartment, basically. Um, these three bachelors right. earning earning their keep and partying and just you know that's right um, doing their thing. We really <laughs> talking a lot about this apartment. The layout is very perplexing, and the mural on the wall is their life. So the apartment is is it's titular. One would maybe say. Uh, well. In that there are pictures of three men and later a baby in the mural. You're right. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. So they uh, have this party, right? And um, at this party is where we're introduced to all of them and the fact that they all live together and are, of course, womenizers. Um, we find out uh, about the. So the artist, Michael, is actually a cartoonist, right? For Johnny uh, Cool. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And Johnny his, Cool. Go ahead. Describe Johnny Cool, or would you like to describe Michael? Johnny Cool looks like the um, Cheetos cat. That's what yeah, I he thought looks he like was. Chester Cheetah, yeah. but he just put a beret on him. Yes. And I assume Chester Cheetah had been developed before 1987. Right. So right. this is clearly just ripping off an existing cartoon character. And again, if we're going to talk about their apartment layout, and I don't know, we don't want to get hung up on it, but Michael's room. Welcome to our <laughs> podcast, Apartments in Movies. <laughs> but go ahead. His room. His room is ridiculous. It looks because it's all these um it's all these like pieces from his cartoons. Even his bed isn't a bed. It's like these this weird cartoony looking. It's just bizarre. I mean, even Debbie Moore's bedroom or bed apartment doesn't compare. To Who's Demi Moore? Moore? Sorry, I'm referencing for anyone that watched or listened to our past podcast. Oh, oh, I thought you said. Oh, this is the worst. I thought you said Debbie, Debbie Moore, and I didn't know who that person was. Sorry, I'm cross-referencing. <laughs> We're only on podcast number three, and I'm already referencing number two, so you better be paying attention to That's all okay. Of that was just last time, yes. and I didn't know who you were talking about, so that's totally on me. Anyway, so beyond the apartment in the room, yes. Um, after, oh, and so we also Ted Danson is an actor. Um, we'll find that out. Um, I think a commercial actor. He works in he's commercials. He's a bad actor, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's a B. He's going to make like a B movie over in Turkey for ten weeks. Right. So he's yeah, going out he, of town. He keeps telling this guy he won't do any more commercials. Yes. He won't do commercials. He's doing serious stuff. So I don't know. I I didn't know if he was a bad actor or if he was a washed up actor. But that's never made clear. Oh, I think it's more of a bad actor. Okay. I All think. Right. Okay. I think. Um. Yes. Um. But so he goes away for ten weeks to Turkey. So. Two, uh, yes, two of the three men are left at the apartment, and the oddest, oddest thing is delivered, delivered to their door one day. 
literally delivered in an adorable basket up there. Uh, and they seem to live in a fancy apartment that has a doorman, but their doorman throughout this whole movie is absolutely the worst. I would have him fired. Well, yeah. I mean, anybody can go up there, apparently. Well, yes. Anybody can go up there. Anybody can leave stuff there. Now, the woman that leaves this, and we'll meet her later, but so she leaves this baby knowing that the baby's father is an actor and may be gone for long stretches of time, (laughs) but she doesn't ring the bell. She doesn't knock on the door. She just leaves this baby out there assuming that somebody will find this even though they are the only guys that can get up to that apartment or go up to that apartment. She's taking a huge risk here that this baby won't die. <laughs> well, she's leaving it in Ted Danson's hands right there. She's There's, taking a huge risk. I she's know. Leaving it. Yeah. So, yeah, this 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 mom is not not thinking. Well, and I think I think it's important to to make clear that he lets his roommates know. He lets Tom oh, Selleck this and, is and true. Steve Gutenberg know that, whole, that a yeah. package is being delivered. Right. Well, yes. There is the so this director guy who he's trying to shake at the party, trying to insist that he mm-hmm. is more into serious. Not this director guy asks a big favor. Can you? Can you? Hey, can you? Can you sign for this package? I'm having a package delivered. And I love it because. Ted Danson is then upset that this guy isn't offering him a role in a commercial yes. that he said he wouldn't do because when yeah, the guy yeah. tells him it's just a package, he's like, oh, who are you getting to do that yeah. commercial then? <laughs> that's right. And I thought that that was kind of funny. Like that's yes. kind of clever that he's – you know, he wants serious work but really he's just – He's just desperate, desperate for the work. Actor. Yeah, he's just yes. desperate for the work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he agrees to get this package. Tells the guys when he before he leaves, there's a package coming, and indeed there is a package coming. So what they they find, and I think it's yes, coming back from a sweaty mustached run, um, Peter <laughs> finds almost literally almost trips over it as he walks oh, in he the door. Oh, he doesn't notice it. He, he turns the key the and then he's like, oh, what? Right? Yeah. I think he goes in, closes the door, and then does sort of a double take where he opens the door and then looks down and then closes it again. He doesn't even bring the baby in (laughs) because he has to call Steve Gutenberg over because he assumes it's a joke. Right, right, right. Well, bachelors, that's what they do, you know. They they have sex with women and they play jokes on each other that include babies, you know. It's a pretty good joke, I guess, if – if it were a joke, that's a pretty good joke. If it were a joke, joke. yeah. If it were some sort of a prank, it's a pretty pretty good – Pretty good, yeah. Frank. Pretty, but it's not. It's not these dudes. And so, besides, um, so these two dudes are now s- stuck with this baby. And we have a montage sequence where, in the next, like you said, time. You don't know because it's a montage. You don't know how long it takes them, but they instantly get to um, get to taking care of the baby. Yeah, they do. And I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear that this all happens right away at first. It's the mm-hmm. same day, mm-hmm. right? Because they decide that Steve Gutenberg is going to stay with the baby and do sort of a terrible stand-up act. And Tom Selleck's going to go get food and diapers and stuff that babies need, even though neither of these guys understand what babies need. And did you... I couldn't get over Steve Gutenberg's um, what what all the stuff he did to try and make this baby laugh. Oh yeah, he shows her an ashtray at one point. Yes, shows her an ashtray. He entertains her with an ashtray. Yeah, 
and then rips open his robe and says, look at this, a hairy, hairy chest. chest. Yes, yes. A hairy chest. Do you like that? Very and then it just bizarre. cuts away. Yes. It is so weird. It, all the things that they could have him doing, I just don't understand. I feel like Leonard Nimoy was like, I don't know, just grab stuff that's near you and just say things. Just look at the There's baby no and script. do what you do. And there wasn't. There wasn't. And then he got to the point where bare chest, baby, bare chest, baby. That makes sense. That yes. seems like something you do to calm down a baby. Yeah, he's. P.S. He can't calm the baby down. There's just I no. did find – I did like it when Tom Selleck went to the grocery store. That was an enjoyable I, little segment there, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because you do start to understand that I guess babies are more difficult than you would think. Like he doesn't know what to feed the baby. Right. And there's just a wall of baby food. It, and it looked like he, he was in the Costco to, of baby yeah. food, which is but, true yeah. though of just – yeah. It's a weird comical movie type – Grocery store in yes. that everything was stacked floor to ceiling. Yes. Like, I don't know if you notice how yeah. tall things That's were. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like you needed Warehouse-y. a twenty foot ladder yes. to get things. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't know. He's grabbing stuff, and then the lady that works there is saying, "Well, maybe your baby's allergic to that." And, you know, how old is you? I like it when she asks him how old his baby is, and he just holds his hands <laughs> out into a measurement and goes, "This old." Well, he's an architect. You know, he deals in size, not age, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. Well, you know, I thought really hard and long about that character long after that movie ended. Well, I I do have to say, and this is actually going back to the beginning, I can't can't get past the opening credit sequence, (laughs) but we hear two... Yeah. Gloria Stefan songs. Oh yeah. Within the first five minutes of this movie. Well, she was a big hit in the eighties. Let's be real. Well, and then I, I was then kind of hopeful. I was like, well, maybe this is like a weird, like Gloria Stefan Miami Sound Machine soundtrack. Like this is all. But after that, there's no more songs by her or them. Yeah. I thought that was a bit strange to just sort of have those two. One plays start to finish. Yeah, throughout I think it's the, the entire, entire credit sequence. Yeah, I agree. And then they're in the party and one of her songs is playing as well. Yeah, they conga, right? Because that's what yes. you play at a party. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, 1987 you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree that this, this so after he comes back from the uh from the store and mm-hmm. now now I guess is when time kind of fast forwards and they have more of a uh um, quick learn how to take care of a baby, how to change the diaper, how yeah. to. Well, I don't think her... you should gloss over the diaper change. When they try to. <laughs> that takes forever. It takes forever. And this baby is crapping. There's so many baby crap noises dumped in, and then immediately baby laughing noises. Well, she's that a come joyful right pooper. She's a joyful little pooper. But I but do the... like the way oh, they handle they, their wiper little bottom there with a. With a with a piece they of cotton. Cut a piece of cotton. They take the whole bag. Well, that's just... how it starts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it's comical. Yes. But even before, and I don't know, I have a lot of lines from this movie written down because a lot of the lines were really Goofy? either smart or seriously weird. Yeah, yeah. I thought the weirdest one was when they go to change her. They change her on the couch. So he just lays her down on the couch. Yeah. And he's about to change her. And Steve Gutenberg goes, no. This is a girl. Should we really be doing this? I don't know what he thinks Tom Selleck is about to do to this baby. But that is a very strange line. It is. To and now that you, yes, you are. I, I think there's a lot of baby nudity in this movie. I oh, know that you see baby booty. I know that that's, I mean, like, 
you know, that suntan no, lotion. Is, it's what it is. But then right. you see full-on baby vagina. That's right. no yes. kind of attempt to pretend that that's not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and I – should we call the movie Brave for, for I, I, doing that? I don't know because I don't know if you see that. Nowadays, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, it, it, I, I don't think you do. I, I think, I think the censors would give you a hard time with that. I just think it's in better, well, yeah, it didn't, I, yeah, I thought it was a little brazen, I'll say. Yes. Brazen, brazen baby vagina in this film. Right. Or brazen right. baby nudity. Try to say but that. They're trying to be now. as real as possible. This, this movie, I, we're jumping all over the place because to be honest, listeners, there's not much to this movie, but. Our, the 80s were a different time in, in as far as things – how things were rated. I don't think a PG-13 movie was – came out till 1986. This movie, if it were made now, if this was just released now, let's say, I think it would be PG-13, right? Well, for all the sex they have in the opening scene, absolutely. Well, <laughs> well I wouldn't even say for that, but all the cursing. I mean there's a lot of cursing. At the very beginning, um, Tom Selleck's sometimes girlfriend makes a weird dick joke. They call they call Ted Danson a shithead. They call oh. him a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This movie is PG, and it's our first PG movie. Our first two movies were rated R, which they don't deserve. Like, no, all three of these movies would be rated PG thirteen. Absolutely, if they, were, if they were released today. I think so too. But anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. That was a nice tangent. I yeah. I was with you on well, that. Well, thanks. You're welcome. But yeah, they they change the baby. That takes forever. Yeah. They finally yes. bathe her with a turkey basin. <laughs> <laughs> Again, all of this is comical and fun, and I'm sure you, as a parent, I mean, are you watching any of this? It's sort of relating. Did you see? No, because these are these are men who have their lives together. These are not young guys. Like these are not a bunch of. 20 year old guys that are just drunk all the time or something like this. Like these are men that could probably be able to handle this. You know, I mean, they're pushing 50. I don't even know how old these guys <laughs> are. I mean, they're in their forties, right? Right. They're in their forties. Late thirties at least. Late thirties at least. Late thirties okay. at least. So they're all yes. around 40. I don't think this would be all that difficult. I mean, and this movie should have been called two men and a baby. And later Ted Danson. Yeah, exactly. Up. And then Plus, Ted Danson just comes. Steve Gutenberg yeah. and Tom Selleck for a long yes. time. Yes. And again, this is where I feel like you just – you feel the love between Selleck and the baby. He's selling it for me. But Gutenberg is just sort of along for the ride, if you will. Along for the ride. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the raising of the baby is so hard for the two of them that they decide to enlist his girlfriend, I guess, right? He invites his – some who's not really a serious girlfriend. They see other people on the side. What have you, Rebecca? He invites Rebecca to just kind of come over and take care of the baby. And she's on a date. With, this is a weird. She comes to the apartment. She's on a date with a a cellist, a random foreign cellist. So that's why she can't take care of the baby because <laughs> this woman does or this women. This movie does no favors for women. There's. The women are not painted in a good light in this at all. I mean, I think sometimes it makes good points. Like he he invites her over 
intending for her to babysit this child. Well, for her to just take care of it. He he literally looks at her and goes, well, you know, you do it. But I do it for, like, she was very much like, no, just because I'm a woman, I don't know how to. And I've got the date with the foreign cello and I got to go. And I I dig that. But, um. Right. But I I do. Yeah. I think that's the one time where women are painted in a pretty decent light. Yeah. Yeah. But overall in the movie, it's definitely not a feminist piece at all. No, it's not. But But I also um, think it's weird that they really. They really play up that he and this woman have an open relationship. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't go anywhere. Like, it's never tied up. They never sort of get together at the end or anything like that. Well, don't you know what happens at the very end? I I did. I saw the movie. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Well, you find out, I think it's through a mural representation, that Peter and Sylvia actually... I don't want to ruin it for our listeners because it's oh, not you the end. Let's, let's build up to this. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So here we go. Um, by the way, I'll give you $1,000 to change a doodle. A duty. A doodle or a duty? Uh, what do they call duty. it when the baby makes the doodle? I, I don't know. It, this all sounds made up. It really doesn't <laughs> sound like there was a script for this. It, it, and I think that's where Tom Selleck really sells it because I feel like he can act – Yes, I and agree. The other two are really not Lousy. worth it. No, they're they're no. not holding their own in this at all. And there's a reason. Like, I feel like Ted Danson was originally supposed to be in the whole movie, and they realized, buddy, you are you're terrible. We can't have you in this. You need to go away for a huge portion. Yeah, we of the need middle. to. We need to just. Your character is going to go to Turkey for ten weeks. And I don't understand because, as we'll talk about later with recommendations, I've seen him in stuff where he's really good. He's he's really bad in this, and I don't know if it's just he was like, well, I got Cheers money. What the hell do I care? I'm going home to Cheers money every night. It's Cheers money. I'm curling up with my Cheers dollar yeah, bill. I, so we're I don't all right. Know. All right, so we need to get back on track. Because yes, we yes, yes. We're, we thought we thought we'd so speed many tangents this. with this movie. So yes. many tangents. Okay, so um, now we think that the baby is the package, but no. So, so, so the baby is the package, and um, these package picker uppers, I guess you could say, they're drug dealers. Basically, Let's call there's them some thugs. shady guys. Thugs. That's right. Yes. Thugs. They're two shady guys. They come to the apartment looking for the package. And even though these two men have learned to take care of this baby, now they can change her and feed her and, and um, they're able to give her a bath. They are happy to hand over the package. No, they haven't become attached to her. Right. That's why I feel like this has been a day or two. Yeah, yeah. It's been they a- haven't been able to get any work done, so they're more than happy that these guys have finally come to pick up this baby. Makes sense. Makes sense. Although these guys seem very surprised that there's a baby, which... At that point, maybe they shouldn't be so eager to just push this baby off onto these guys who seem shocked that you're handing them a baby. Right, right. And they're and definitely not um they just definitely look like shady characters. And to eagerly throw a baby into these uh but and they're very excited to get powdered milk. That's right. Yeah, it's not until until he says, Oh, I'll go get the powdered milk that the guys are accepting of this. But, yeah, they basically hand them the baby, slam the door in their face, and that's that. Problem solved. Right, right. And baby they feel gone, movie over. There, I know, right? Exchange done. There we have it. But um, then it's it's discovered that no, 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 no. There was a package that was delivered, a tiny little blue package um, that somehow got stuck in the couch 
um, seat. And it is the actual package. And these thugs, these shady shysters that have the baby, are about to put her in the trunk of the, the car. The trunk of the car. It's a sports car, so where do you put a baby? Where do you put the baby? In the trunk. When she's in a big basket, where do you put and her? And it's in she... the middle of the day, in the middle of New York City. This is, I mean, these guys are drug dealers, and they should be doing everything in their power not to be caught by the police. Putting a baby in a trunk in a bassinet in the middle of the day is a bad idea. It's just these are not well thought out thieves or thugs at all. No, um, there are typical movie dumb dumb yes, bad guys. Yes, yes, and they do. The the cop, the a cop actually on a horse, and that's what I mean by the doorman is terrible because the horse almost literally, at least on camera, what we see, it looks like this this cop and the and the horse cop on the horse uh, comes and and tries to make sense of the situation. And uh, you, it looks like he and his horse follow um, Peter upstairs to the apartment, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he just like you're saying it looks like the horse walks <laughs> yes. into the apartment. Okay. I expected that horse to get up that elevator because the way the yes. So um, well, anyway, just one thing. Um, Peter Tom Selleck does discover that there is heroin in this package. He runs downstairs to stop these guys from putting a baby in the trunk. And doesn't give them the heroin because the cop shows up. So he kind of just holds on to it. I don't know. This is this is just bad news. I mean. Well, this whole plot twist with this, like it wasn't adorable or it wasn't uh, enough to just have this random baby delivered to these three bachelors and see what they can do. Now we're going to throw this like drug, this heroin drug twist into the whole thing. It's um, it's kind of silly. <laughs> And the best is, you're right, the cop follows him upstairs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to see his ID, which, I, I don't know. So, <laughs> and then and then a detective shows up right behind the, the cop. The narcotics detective. They are hot on the trail of this heroine. Hot on the trail. Um, so, yeah, an investigation ensues. These two guys, they went from being these carefree, you know, party-loving bachelors to being, like, basically stay-at-home dads with, you know... With the cops on their on their tail, trying to bust them. Yeah, and now they have heroin in this apartment, and Steve Gutenberg hides it inside the baby's diaper that the baby's wearing. Like he takes an exacto knife and cuts open a diaper, and I'm like, okay, he's just going to shove it in there, and that's it. He puts the diaper on the baby, then, and the detective asks to hold the baby. He's very resistant to do this, and Tom Selleck goes. Let him hold the baby. He's he's a detective. Yes, yes. So the guy holds the baby, says, oh, she needs to be changed. Because there's heroin uh, in her diaper. Right. That's right. right. <laughs> and that seems super dangerous. Yes. Everything, you can't put heroin near a baby's ass. <laughs> that's, that's so dangerous. In the, I couldn't understand like you. When I was watching him like cut into the diaper and put the heroin in, I'm thinking – Really? And all the places in your vast apartment, the place you think to put it is in the – but it makes the whole situation that much more suspicious. So does – this is the – in which they, the officer asks for a glass of water and Tom Selleck gets it's, – it's a very – all very random drawn out scene and uh, – Well, I, I did like it because when he asked him for a glass of water – uh, Jack, Ted Danson calls oh, and the machine right. picks up so everybody that's can right. hear what he's saying and he makes all these great vague references to 
drugs without talking about drugs. Well, he's in Turkey. He, yeah. 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 He talks about how cheap the shit is. Yes. And how yes. he can pick up a lot of it for them. But he may have gotten too much. <laughs> but he can smuggle it in. It won't be a problem. That's right. That's right. Which makes me wonder, what is he buying for them? If not drugs, what is he referring to? Right. What in Turkey are these guys like, listen, while you're in Turkey, get us a lot of this. Smuggle it in if you have to. <laughs> we it want it. Well, it's a, uh, yeah, it, it's the interesting twist here now. Cause it's now it, there's a, the heat is on. These guys are drug dealing suspects now, not only new fathers, but drug dealing suspects because they have these drug slu- de- dealers that are after them. Um, we find this is when we find that Tom Selleck really does sort of fall in love with Mary. Is the little baby's name right? Uh, can can we just talk about this for just one second? Is the is the baby's name Mary? Like, does it say Mary in the note, or do they just name it Mary? Well, I thought that they just called it Mary because <laughs> so I thought did that. I. It, but then when the mom comes <laughs> for it, she looks for Mary. <laughs> I so have I'm the like, same issue with I this. Because I thought that she signed the letter Sylvia. So when somebody asks, I, I think it's the landlady that comes the first time um, that they're asked, well, who the baby's name is. It's the landlady, and it's it's Michael that has her, and Michael is just kind of. He calls her Sylvia at first because the note is signed Sylvia. Right. And then he says Mary. But he says Mary in like an arbitrary, like I thought he was just picking the first female name that came to his head. And he reads the letter out loud and makes no mention of, or one of them read the letter out loud and makes no mention of this, this is my baby Mary. At Good. least not okay. unless it was in a this, PS. That this seems like another terrible mistake yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was the only one. That, no. And I was like, well, maybe back at the beginning. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch the beginning again just to see <laughs> if this baby's name is Mary. But okay. You, you got the same thing as I did out of this is that they arbitrarily named it Mary. And then the mother shows up knowing that the baby's Mary. It's a wonderful coincidence. These guys just guessed at the baby's name and got it. <laughs> She just looks like a Mary. You know how some people just look like their name? She just looked like a Mary. Since these drug dealers are now, now they're involved with this officer and these drug dealers, the apartment gets racked one day, right? They ask Miss Hathaway, they're, they're, you know, they've got to leave. They've, they're caught on deadline, so they have to go work in their real world jobs. Because other than that, they just took some time off to just be with the baby, I guess, until it, whatever. So now they have to get back to work and... Uh, they leave, I think her name is Mrs. Hathaway, the, uh, looks, I think the landlady or the... I don't know. We don't see her Manager, yeah. They leave her and she is left and then gets tied up by these drug dealers who wreck the apartment. To, uh, they have a, a room full of videos. Oh, uh, yeah, lots of videotapes strewn yeah. all over. Yep. I assume the women going in and out of these apartments and those videotapes are related. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Selleck, his room is full of videotapes, yeah. and he's not the actor. He's an architect. Yeah, that's true. Why does this he have all true. those tapes? Why? I think they were all supposed to be of some kind of sport that he's like really into watching. Sport oh thing, yeah, basketball. Remember? Okay, but yes. it is an insane. It is an insane. And it's once the 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 thieves or I keep calling them thieves the thugs come in, that room is wrecked. The whole place is wrecked. Um, but. That's when we see everybody really cares about the baby because they're worried. Where is she in all of this? And when they find her, you see that these men are starting to fall in love. You know? 
So um, now, soon after that is when Jack comes back. Where Ted Danson comes Ted back. Danson and I thought returns to the movie. I thought it was interesting the way he came in. They think he's an intruder. So what Tom Selleck does, Tom, or um, sorry, what Peter does, he falls asleep with the baby because now again he's loving on this little girl, Mary, so much. He reads her boxing magazine articles, <laughs> everything. Um, so when he thinks there's an intruder in their apartment and he's sleeping with Mary, he grabs a basketball and. Now, i got to ask you, when you think there's an intruder in your apartment... It doesn't seem like the most effective <laughs> weapon. No. It really doesn't. You no. want something you can hold, a bat, a golf club, a lamp. <laughs> a basketball does not seem... I mean, he watches a lot of basketball, right. so maybe he's I, good was, with it, it but that there. doesn't make any it sense. It was handy, I suppose. So anyway, no. um, yeah, when Jack comes back, he gets nailed in the head with a basketball. Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, this is when they call him a shithead and yeah. a dickhead in a PG movie <laughs> where we saw a baby vagina. Well, these guys are pissed, man. Jack, this dickhead, this shithead, left his baby's vagina here. Or yeah, well, They're yeah. very upset. They're yeah. very upset. And they basically say, it's your turn to yep. take care of this baby. Yep. Goodbye. Yep. And they just, they go to play pool at 3 a.m. <laughs> while he struggles with this baby. Well, they, I think the pool is in their apartment. I think the pool. Oh no, like no, I know. Yeah, yeah they okay, have a okay. whole they weird go, yeah, pool room yeah. as well. Yeah. Again, the logistics of this department, uh, department <laughs> or apartment, are just way out of whack. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so Jack uh, calls upon his mom. Why <laughs> is this in this movie? Why is I don't. Yes, they decide that they're going to live their lives, that it's Jack's responsibility yes. now, and he should take care of this baby. So he calls on his mom, exactly what Tom Selleck tried to do with his girlfriend. That's right. It's and true. And the results are the same. Yes, this mother wants nothing. It's a cute baby. Yeah. But you know what? It's no, time that... She says it's his responsibility. Yeah. He can't keep running from his responsibilities. It's time that he grew up. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. so really, uh-huh. this movie's about... Ted Danson, which yeah. at this point, I'm like, wow, this movie's about him growing as a person, and we haven't seen it until this point. But yeah, she basically doesn't really want much to do with her grandchild, which I thought was a bit strange. No, she was a very cold woman. Very cold yeah. woman. She came to visit her son uh, and stayed about 10 minutes. She was like, okay, thanks for showing me the baby. No, I will not take care of him. You have always been a loser. You'll probably always be a loser. This baby... Is adorable, but who knows if it's even yours. See ya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also like uh, him calling his mom and, and stuff like that. Um, they have like one of those old timey phones in their apartment. Oh, where yeah. One of those rotary the, where they, uh-huh. And, yeah, it's, it's actually kind of cute. I thought uh-huh. that was fun. Uh-huh. But nothing in their apartment goes together and it doesn't make sense. It's a very weird. In I... this greenhouse kitchen that they would have a phone <laughs> from the 1910s. <laughs> It's really It's a strange. bachelor pad. It's an elegant yes. piece together, a little bachelor pad. Um, well, Jack also has his own little struggles trying to figure out how to take care of the baby, but it's not nearly as long. No. Uh, no. As a I, montage. I feel like they're like, well, we already showed yeah, them exactly. struggling with this baby. Um, but yeah, he takes to her pretty, pretty? easily. I mean, he takes a shower quickly. with her. Another random thing that I thought, okay, I guess this is. Naked baby, babies in showers with Ted Danson, I guess. 
I know, I again, you're cute. a father, was, you're a daughter. Yes, you have I daughters. I thought that was really nice because, yes. again, he doesn't know what to do. Right, she, right. He changed her. And it he calms fed her. her. Right. She's still crying. I thought that was kind of clever because yes. I feel like maybe every parent finds something that will stop their kid from crying and mm. it might be unique and bizarre. Yes, I agree. As they all get to love uh, the baby. There's so much chest hair in this movie. (laughs) You couldn't – they could not make this movie with these guys now. Nobody would go to see this. Uh, Like they would have to be super ripped and (laughs) totally bare-chested dudes to make this movie now. (laughs) You're not – yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, uh, Sorry. I focused on some weird stuff. No, I liked it. I like it. I like it. Uh, oh, yeah. So Jack takes the baby, worries them uh, a little bit when he takes so much to the baby that he's actually fine with the baby. They get nervous. They thought that maybe um, something happened. Yes. To yes. Mary. They're, right. they're on a date. They're on a double date to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the opera, something like that. Something. And right. then this is when you find out that, yes, all three of these men care for this baby. Yes. And um, yeah. Yeah, and then the twist again. So then don't forget, these men who are, okay, they're three men and a baby, and they are down to love the baby, but they still got to shake these shady drug dealers, right? They get another threat. They get a threatening letter. Yeah, we go back to the drug dealing plot Uh again. Uh Yes. Yes. And I'm right. There's a threat. And I think I did write down a line here. I I think it's Peter's character that after they get this threatening letter... Um, from from the drug dealer, she says, "I've had enough of this doo doo." Right. I think that is exactly what he says after yes. calling his roommate a dickhead and a shithead. Right. Yes, they're cursing up a storm. Yeah. But he's had enough and of this doo doo. That's right. I assume that's in the trailer. Yeah. I assume yeah, that true, was a line. True. I had to write it down. I have and it. it yeah. yeah. And he delivered it. Leonard Nimoy was like, "Yep, got it. Nailed it. Perfect. Way to go, Tom." <laughs> yeah. So. They then decide – I don't – you take it because I, I don't – This was weird. This was like why – what? So um, they decide – they concoct this whole – it's this whole part of this movie now that becomes the he- the the drug dealer heist or trick or – they decide to make an arrangement with the drug dealers where they're going to meet them at some abandoned building and exchange the drugs and – they got to do it their way. They're trying to be tough guys with all their chest hair. And, you know, the drug dealers got to do it their way because they've got the stuff. So they meet them at uh, one of um, Peter's abandoned buildings. and Right, which seems super dangerous. It did look like a shadier, I mean, unfinished. Guys are, these guys are serious drug dealers who have threatened to kill a baby, I think, at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to take Mary. They're going to kill you. They clearly have guns. So you decide to meet them at an abandoned building. But you're smart. You call the cops. You let them know that this is all going to go down. You grab your pal. One of your pals. You put Ted Danson in a dress and a wig. Oh, my God. Love it. (laughs) Because, question mark. I know. Why Ted Danson in drag? Why? He's got the baby attached to him. He's got fake boobs. He's got the lipstick. It's it's a plot. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I love it. Their love plan it. makes little to no sense. No. So, and they're also going to video record the, the – they're going to get those drug dealers to confess. Steve Gutenberg, I, I know I shouldn't call him. Michael hides with his, with his video camera. 
and to record the whole confession. And on, or somehow the drug dealer does confess that these these guys had nothing to do with it. Right on camera, he tells them they had nothing to do with it. That and, they're amateurs. Yes. I hate dealing with amateurs. It's so much better dealing with professionals. Yeah, you guys had nothing to do with this. Why would you say this? Why, <laughs> why would you take the bait that Tom Selleck is hanging well, out there? These dum-dums also tried to put a baby in a in a trunk. You're so right. No, that's that's a good point. But so that we think, oh, yay, they've done it. And now they um, it's ruined because the, Michael falls out, falls down with the video camera. He was hiding. He's now discovered. And now a chase happens, an intense chase for a moment up and down elevators, right? It's like an intense part of the movie where all of a sudden. It's as intense as the movie gets, which is an elevator chase. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And luckily, the cops are there uh, right on time. Um, Ted Danson in drag essentially saves the day. And again, Mary, the baby, is fine right. throughout all Did of this. Did you notice that they don't let the detective hold Mary this time? Which I thought was really strange. I think that whole thing is strange, too. But I guess they don't trust the cop around the baby. I'm, I don't know. I'm confused. But now we think this is the end of the movie. They've They've successfully thwarted off the drug dealers with their brilliant plan. They love the baby so much, all of them. There's a beautiful montage where they're hanging out with the baby and having Another montage that is sped up. They're in the park. Everything's moving in fast motion, and they're playing Frisbee. And, of course, chicks dig a baby because there's a lot of women who love this baby. I think at one point Michael walks away with the baby and a horde of women, about 20 of them just follow him, leaving Ted Danson and Tom Selleck to just kind of look at each other and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's also in this, in this same, again, montage, there is a montage that I can only assume is outtakes of them tossing the bottle yes, to Tom yes, Selleck yes, and, and him talk. continuously dropping it, yeah. which seems like something you would put at the end of the movie nope, running under the of, credits. Part of the montage of when of just them loving the baby and ra- three men raising a baby is what what that montage is. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And they, they sing a little doo-wop tune to the baby. It's just, I mean, it makes my little feminine heart flutter. It makes me want to have three daddies for a baby, you know? It's But then, just when you think the movie is over and these three men and their baby are going to live happily ever after. Fuck, fuck no. No. No, wow. I just R-rated it. <laughs> I just R-rated you know, our podcast. That's right. That's a PG with that movie. Mom. They probably said that about 12 times. Yeah. I don't... No, Mary's gone. Mary's mom comes back for her. <laughs> this is where in my notes I, I wrote, Nancy Travis shows up and then in parentheses, so Mary was her <laughs> name the whole time? <laughs> this is where I did not understand how they got the name of this baby right. <laughs> Yeah, so Sylvia shows up and realizes that this was a mistake. Life's just been hard, you know. She's an actress too. A bad actress. Yes, it was a ter- She's allegedly from England, or yeah. I, I but, like Nancy Travis. I don't know why, because I can't think of a single thing that she's ever been in. But every time I see her in well, something, so I'm I like, married oh, an axe murderer. I love oh, her yes, in that. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but every time I see her, I'm like, oh, she's she's pleasant and charming. She is terrible in this movie. Oh, she is. She's awful. Again, I'm going to steal you know, a line from um, 
somebody who messaged me on Facebook, but basically she saved Ted Danson from being the worst actor <laughs> in this movie. Before she showed up, I was like, he's really rotten at this. And then she showed up with a really bad British accent. Terrible, terrible. And lots of fake tears. But why, why make her do a British accent? Um, because Mary had to go far away. Mary wasn't going to stay in town. She could be from Seattle. She True. could be from Seattle. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's really far away. Los Angeles. <laughs> that's really, really far away. They did not need to have her cross the Atlantic and put on this terrible accent. I almost feel like she came in and was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm from England. I'm doing this accent. This is the way it's going to be, Mr. Nimoy. And he probably just sat there and went, okay, whatever. All right, I guess that's what she's doing. Right. As long as Ted Danson doesn't go Australian on us, we're fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> um, well, yeah, she takes the baby, but only for a little while. Uh, oh, but before, okay, so she takes the baby. And then, again, you're like, oh, now it's sad. They don't have the baby anymore. This must be the end of the movie, right? <laughs> no. No, it's not. They discover how much they freaking love Mary and can't be without her. What time is her flight? Maybe we could catch her flight. Well, so, before they go for the flight, can we just talk about how they miss Mary and how weird Ted Danson acts throughout this? <laughs> he shoves a pillow, pillow under his stomach as though he had carried this baby for nine months and then given birth to it. Why does he do that? Why <laughs> Why doesn't he just like pick something up and like cradle it in his arms? Why does he pretend that he's pregnant? And then he and then he goes into the kitchen. I thought this was great. Why he's is Ted totally, Danson wearing a nightgown in that scene? I don't know. He's totally perplexed. Why he's sad? He doesn't <laughs> yeah, understand the right. concept of being sad. He goes, he's an actor, "It hurts." But he has he's no like, idea. "My heart, it hurts," and I don't know why. And the guys jokingly throw out all these things, like maybe it's something you ate. He's like, "No, it's not that. I don't understand." <laughs> it's the weirdest. Part. That's right. That's right. It's the weirdest. It acting. makes you fall in love with all of them, though. All of those men. You're like, look how sweet and sensitive. No, it is a very weird. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot about that Ted Danson when he puts that pillow in his account. <laughs> oh I don't understand. And he stands in front of a mirror to see how he looks. Well, after, after they grieve and, and Ted Danson finds out why his heart hurts so bad, they decide to run to, and it's our second action sequence besides the elevator action right, we get yes. with the drug dealers. These guys are running through the airport to catch Mary, and wouldn't you know, the gate, the flight is leaving they the gate it. as they get there. So they go home to their luxurious apartment, just deflated. But, but we're not done yet. <laughs> who's who's sitting there in that weird waiting room that <laughs> exactly. Steve Gutenberg painted? <laughs> their apartment. Sylvia and Mary, they're back. They can't do it. This is an interesting, this I thought was interesting too. So now um, she makes this ploy. Basically, it's a great gig Sylvia's got. Yeah, she yeah. kind of cries in their laps and makes this, you know, life is just hard. She can't do it all by herself. She's trying to audition and da da da. And almost makes it seem like it's this guy, these guys' idea. <laughs> They're like, well, we, you, you stay with us. You'll, you'll, we'll help you take care of Mary. We'll help you. More than help. More than help. She said, great, you're going to help me. No, they love Mary so much, they don't just want to help. They want to see Mary all the time. Yeah, they say, oh, well, we'll watch her whenever you need. Uh, and 
they put this idea forward and immediately they say, well, that's not a good idea. Yeah. We want to see her more yeah. than just every now and then. We want to see her all the time. 24-7. And they invite her to live with them in that bizarro apartment. They're going to build a wing for Mary and Sylvia. I think they say that too. Yeah. We'll build do you a whole guys, yeah, she says, you. do you guys have room in a bad British accent? And Tom Selleck says, I'll build you a room. And then Steve Gutenberg goes, he's an architect. That's what he does. So all all is happy. All is great. They are three men, a baby, the baby's mom. The mural has changed. Yeah. Oh, the mural has changed indeed. To include Mary and Sylvia now. It's very cute. Yes. And that's it. That's that's kind of that's where the movie ends. Then the movie is over. Yeah. So so what are your what what are your overall thoughts or impressions? Like were there any things that you liked, didn't like? Like overall would you recommend it? Like what is your No, we didn't talk about I do remember seeing this movie as kind of I remember seeing it and I remember having like similar feelings of like like a fuzzy warm it feels like a as much as it's not a chick flick, it sort of feels like that because you just you're watching these guys fall in love with the baby. You're like, oh, they're good, you know. So it kind of gave me a little warm and fuzzy feelings. Like I said, just I think especially Tom Selleck's love for the baby. You just think, oh. Um, but overall, it was like you said, it it kind of just ends, and then you it's got this weird plot in the middle. I didn't love it. I would say I would be fair to midline on it. So I wouldn't say I hate it. It's awful. I didn't get it. Um, but I definitely don't know that I would recommend it. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I I feel like I'm kind of where you are. I just – I really could have done without the whole drug subplot. Yeah, I agree. I think without that, I would have had a little more respect for right. the movie maybe. I mean, and I, and I think they could have – I don't know. It feels more, more like – Yeah, it, I mean if <laughs> – it feels more like more glorious the sitcom. start of like a really bad sitcom or something like that. Like where, you know, you, you – yeah, where you have like a really good idea. And, and again, if this movie were 45 minutes, maybe an hour and they just got rid of the drugs, I think it would be really good. I, I think it would be enjoyable and something where – Kids could watch it and parents could watch it and it would right, be good. Right, it's but, sort of adorable and endearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a look who's talking or something like that. Right, yeah. yeah. I I think I could give it like a soft recommendation in that you could put it on the background and you don't have to pay that much <laughs> attention to it. But if it seems like something interesting is happening, something interesting probably is happening and then you can kind of turn away – and ignore it. Oh, one of the best parts of the movie I thought was something we didn't talk about. Did you notice Colin Quinn? Oh was yeah, he at the works at the grocery. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. He's giving and, out the yeah. And he <laughs> That's where um that's where Peter went to buy the magazines that he's reading then to Mary. And he also buys a toy giraffe. Which Colin Quinn insists is a dinosaur. He, he insists it's a dinosaur. And, and wait, it's totally I, not. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's a giraffe. A at all. It's, it's a and, spot. And, it's got the long neck. It's not a dinosaur. And I mean, this is Colin Quinn really uh, being. I don't know if this is his first gig, but he's really excited. Well, it's and almost he's got, like he's so excited. The only line he oh, knew to say was "dinosaur." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes. His justification for why it's a dinosaur is giraffes have big ears. 
This what? thing's got little ears. It's a dinosaur. And then he just yells, do you want your change? Do you want your change? About right, 45 right, right. times <laughs> as Tom Selleck's walking away. But I thought that was good. And also, a little a little piece of, I guess, trivia here. Mm-hmm. That giraffe that he buys. Yeah. That We have one of those for our daughter. It's Aww. called Sophie. And apparently it's a really popular toy for babies. And it's a French toy. And this movie is a remake of a French movie. So I'm wondering if that was like the tie-in. If if that giraffe was also in that movie or something like that. Or if it was a little nod to the original movie being French. I like French. the way you thought about that aspect. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I might conclude that it – or conclude or conside or – I might say, yeah. Yeah, you might yeah. concede. You're so close. I think you should just concede. I think you were really close there with that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Again, it's it's a light recommendation. Okay, fair I don't, enough. I feel like I was so invested and just like – my soul was sucked out watching St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, this yeah. did not have that no, same effect. No, it's much much lighter. Much but I will remember but... St. Elmo's Fire long after it's, I will have in, forgotten yeah. this movie. <laughs> yes, agreed. I will never forget that sweaty sax player for as long as I that live. That being said, for all the talk of Gloria Stefan, after watching this movie days later, like if I woke up at 2 a.m. to go to the bathroom or get some water, I had her stupid music stuck in my head. <laughs> like, I had that in my head It's terrible. Anyway. All right. So that's Three Men and a Baby. And uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Watch it if you want. It's it's not bad. It's not great. It's it's just there. It is. It's. I think it's 80s enough. It's not overly 80s, but their apartment alone and their mural, and they don't wear anything too strange. No, but the ladies that kind of wear oh, the ladies, yeah, definitely do. So yeah, women yeah. just dressed horribly in this. So yeah. Um, have you recommendations? I, I do. I I actually have two recommendations. Can we do okay. two recommendations? I don't I know. Think we don't we have should. To I have two. This. What's I have two. Yeah. So anyway, I was first of all, I was going to recommend TV shows, and I was like, I don't know. There's my two dads, and there's a Full House, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not recommending TV shows. But then I decided, yes, I'm going to recommend a TV show, and I'm going to recommend a TV show that you recommended to me five years ago, and I just watched it last summer, and it's uh, an HBO show called Bored to Death, and it's it. It was on for three seasons from 2009 to 2011, and it stars uh, Jason Schwartzman. I didn't say that name right. Wow, that was tough. And Zach Galifianakis. That's an easier name to say for me than Jason Schwartzman. (laughs) And it stars Ted Danson. And I would argue in a cast that that's good, that's that good, I think he's the best one. Yeah, he's he's really pretty awesome in that. Yeah, in, in that which series. I think I that's why I was even more perplexed by his performance in this movie. So I was like, wow, he's really great in Bored to Death. But anyway, it's Bored to Death. It's it's a television show. It's very good. Um, I guess if you have like HBO Go or I think it's on Amazon Prime too. So if you have that, find it. It's only three seasons, eight episodes a season. You could get through it on a long weekend. Um. The other movie I'm going to recommend – again, it's Ted Danson recommendations all over – is a movie called The One I Love. Did you see that? Oh, I don't think I did. It's very recent. It's from 2014, but it's on Netflix, so everyone should watch it. 
But it's a couple that is having marital issues and they go to their therapist who's Ted Danson. And so he sends them to this – it's just like a house that has like a little pool house with it. But when these – when this couple goes to the pool house, they meet themselves. But it's like a better – it's like an improved version of themselves and it's – it's. I don't want to talk more about it and I kind of gave away a plot twist that happens 15 minutes in. But You're, it's you a are really your good father movie. now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like would be like five minutes in and be like, are they going to meet themselves? <laughs> anyway, those are my recommendations. It's all about good Ted one. Danson. Because I feel like Steve Gutenberg is going to show up again at some point throughout this podcast. And yeah, I guess. I, I assume – Ted Danson may not, so I feel like this is my chance. I don't know what else he was. He wasn't doing movies in the eighties, right? Danson or Gutenberg? Danson. Danson. Mm. Gutenberg did a ton. I know we'll see him again. I know we'll see him. I know we'll see Tom Selleck again. I don't think. Yeah, no, we will. We will. We will. Well, I I picked a Nancy Travis movie. Oh, go Um, ahead. So I married an ex-murder, which I we brought up. So because that's one of my all-time faves. Love that movie, and that's one movie that I could say. She was not giving a terrible British accent. <laughs> um, but um, my other recommendation, I was tied for two because I was trying to think of just movies about babies or surround babies that I like. So just that's where my mind went. And one is, and it might be worth reviewing if we ever review movies having to do with having a baby. The movie She's Having a Baby, the John Hughes movie with Kevin Bacon and oh, what's that chick's name? Oh, I forget the chick's name, but it's it's one of my I haven't seen it in a while, but it's one of my movies that stuck in me about people raising a baby. It's not three men raising a baby, obviously, but and I remember I don't know, I liked it as a baby related movie that and raising Arizona, of course. <laughs> I liked it as a baby. I remember when I was, <laughs> a, baby, was a baby. It was a good when I was movie. A baby, I don't know how it hold on. I but... really liked was into John Hughes movies and especially One's about oh, what was that chick's name? I don't remember. Anyway, those are my recommendations. Um, but I also uh, agree with yours. So uh, oh, great! Yeah, wow. yeah. All right. So well, great so the, recommendations all around. Yeah, <laughs> right. There we have it. So we're back in two weeks mm-hmm. when we'll be well into summer. Yes, well into summer. Well, we'll be starting July. It will be. Um, Right around the 4th of July. I don't know if our episode will come out on the 4th. Do I think or... the 4th is Saturday? I don't know. I don't know. But it's very close to the 4th of July. So we have to choose a patriotic episode. What are we going to do? Do you want me to say? Yes. If you don't know. You totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> we are going to do a movie where I'm assuming <laughs> Sylvester Stallone beats the crap out of the entire Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, we are. Rocky Four. So, so I think you can probably find that anywhere, right? You can probably find that on demand. It's got to be for rent anywhere on yes. Amazon yes. or iTunes or something like that. And I think it's a movie probably a lot of people have seen. Have you seen it before? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. yes. Are there any Rockies that you haven't seen? No, no, and no. Well, okay. no. Okay. All right. I think it's one of the better ones. But again, I haven't seen it in a long time, so it could really be terrible. I I'm can't not sure. Wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited about this. All right, so that will be in two weeks. That's right, that's right. And we'll see everybody then. Bye. Yeah, sounds great. Have a good one. Bye.
I've had enough of this doo-doo. <laughs> 